Hello, Texans. Welcome to the Texans Player Show here in the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. Good one for you tonight. Traymond Smith, who ran one to the house against the Jags last year, hopes to do it against the Titans this week. He will join us, but let's kick it off here with receiver Philip Dorsett, who's about to embark on a game against the only team he has not played for in the AFC South. He's been a Colt, he's been a Jaguar, and now, of course, a Houston Texan. Touchdown on Sunday, another big catch. We'll get to that story. And he likes the way things are going with the offense, knows it's a process as they continue to improve. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough task. I mean, we gotta, we just got to keep working. We got to mm-hmm. keep working every day. I mean, we can see it in practice, um, the improvement by everybody, not by not just by Davis, but 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 the receivers too. So uh, we just got to keep going, um, keep making plays. And at the end of the day, the sky's the limit for us. All right, I want to try something. We've never done this on radio, but okay. I want to I want to try something here. Yeah. All right. We're going to recognize this third seven. Yep. Ball's a 25-yard line. I want you to take us through your touchdown as mm-hmm. you're as you're watching this play and tell us what you're thinking as this play is going on right here. What what are you thinking when you see the coverage? What do you know when you're looking at this right here? Okay. Uh I mean, I knew I had a bench route and once Brandon came in motion, they confirmed that it was covered too. So I seen I seen the corner come in, but he didn't follow him. So um, I knew he was going to – Brandon was going to be able to hold him with the out route. Right. And all I had to do was just beat the safety. So as soon as I seen that, I just tried to get vertical as fast as I can. And um, I, I made my cut. I just tried to midpoint him. And I seen the ball coming. I was like, perfect. You know, it was a perfect throw, and I just tried to make sure I made the catch. So when when did you know this ball's coming to me? At what uh, point in that route did you know this ball's coming to me? As soon as I got vertical and I seen that I was on the same level as the safety, I knew the ball was coming. So I just tried to beat him. And hopefully I was just praying that the ball was coming. And as soon as I turned, the ball was in the air, and I was like, perfect. And you end up – you juggled a little bit, but you yeah. got it right before. Mm-hmm. I said after that throw, that's maybe the best throw I've seen Davis. He ripped that throw. I mean, Davis got a good arm. Yeah. But I think there's sometimes he doesn't really always show it off. I feel like he showed it off on that one. I feel like that yeah, one had absolutely. a little bit more sauce than some of the other throws. He absolutely did. Um, once I, I watched it back, and it's kind of like he knew. Once he seen cover two, he knew he was coming to me the whole time. And that, that was the plan in practice. So, like, the way he got it in between both defenders, it yeah. was definitely he, – he had some juice on that one. Yeah, Bill was cool. set with us. I like this, by the way. All right, what about the other one where Mills sort of spun around and made mm-hmm. the adjustment and hit you in the red zone? Oh, yeah. So, I just had a go route on mm-hmm. that one. And, honestly, I knew I wasn't part of the read, so I was looking at the Jumbotron, and I heard it. <laughs> no <laughs> I, way. And I seen him. I literally – I was looking at the Jumbotron, and I seen him sp- spin out. So, I'm like, oh, snap, he spun my way. And so, I just tried to make a second route and – we were, on, we were on the same page, and he, he dissed it to me. So that's a question that we've we've had over the years. Like, are they really looking at the Jumbotron? You really were looking at the Jumbotron. Yeah. Oh, now, only when, when we know, like, okay, I'm playing. When you're the like, clear-out okay. guy or you're yeah, just getting Yeah, I know I'm dodge. not getting the ball on this one. Uh, it's a go route. He's playing f- so far off. So once he spun out my way, I knew nobody was nobody was behind me. So I just tried to make a little comeback move, and he hit me. So have you done that when you've when you've been running with the ball too to know who's behind you at that point, or do yeah. you have a pretty good sense of? Do you have a pretty good sense of? Okay, I made this guy miss. Mm-hmm. This guy fell down. I know I got this, but do you look to see maybe who's got an angle on you at that point. What are you looking at when you're looking at the jumbo trump? When you have the ball in your hands? When I have the ball, oh, I don't look at it when I have the ball in my hands. Oh, you just run. Nah, I'm just going. 
I'm just worried about what's on the yeah. field. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Now, all right, so Bum Phillips was a legendary coach of the old Oilers, and he had a saying that two kinds of players, I'm paraphrasing, aren't any good. One that never does what he's told and one that only does what he's told. <laughs> so that speaks to you having the go route and saying, oh, I better cut it off because you never know. Do they coach that, though, in a way? Hey, if you know that the quarterback's in trouble yeah. and you have to sort of handle those situations very carefully, right? Yeah, it's part of our scramble drill. Mm-hmm. Um you only, you only do it when a quarterback gets out of the pocket. Uh, once he's in the pocket, no, you run your route. But once I seen him scramble, that's I love I love those type of plays. I'm like, okay, now I can run, I can do whatever I want and and try to get open. And I know me and Davis are on the same page because he has to know what I'm doing. So in that instance, it was basically just come back to the sideline because I was already deep. So the deep route, you come back, and if you're short, you go deep. So we already knew what we were doing. I know Philip, you're locked into playing the game mm-hmm. but what do you think about the vegas experience of playing a game oh, in man. vegas first time that texans have been i don't know if you've been there before no, to play, but it was the first time for a lot of us going to vegas to play a football game how was the environment in vegas mm-hmm. the stadium just everything that went with it how much were you able to take in and what'd mm-hmm. you think of it it was amazing so it was my first time in vegas period period oh like, wow. i've never okay. been so just being there staying on the strip and just seeing seeing everything seeing all the bright lights at night and then playing, going in that stadium and seeing when you first get in, you got Iggy Azalea. Yeah. She's, <laughs> yeah. she's performing at the top. And it was just like a show. I mean, it was everything that I thought Vegas would be. And mm-hmm. uh, that stadium definitely confirmed it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good environment there. Philip Dorsett joining us on Texans Radio. Okay, moving forward, you're playing the Titans. This is the one team in the division that you have not played for, right? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> that's, that's pretty interesting that when you look correct. at it that way. I didn't even think of that. That's crazy. <laughs> but you've been with a lot of different squads. What's it been like in your career to get adjusted to new systems? Mm-hmm. And even being here last year was a different offense than this year. So what's mm-hmm. that like? Yeah, um, see, the thing about my career, I mean, I've always – I've been around, but I've always chased the same system. So I don't really have mm-hmm. to learn too much. So I can, it's basically plug and play for me. I mean, a lot of, some of the stuff changes – I mean, year year to, year to year, some of the terminology changes, but the core stuff in the system never really changes. So um, for me, it's it's been it's been nice actually being in in different different uh, buildings, mm-hmm. just um, learning learning the same things. But I mean, it's 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 always an adjustment because you're just trying to adjust to new people, um, a new city, and stuff like that. But um, I mean, it's it's just been amazing being here, and um, I just can't wait to get ready to, to play a team that I haven't, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, haven't played for. Uh, it's going to be an adjustment, but um, that, that's a, it's a really physical team. Philip, since you've gotten into the league, you talk about, you know, chasing kind of the same offense and learning things offensively. And since you've been in the league, I mean, things change fast in, in the NFL. Yes. Um, what have you seen different from defenses? Mm-hmm. What do you see defenses do maybe differently or more now than what they used to when you got into the league? Ooh, um, that's a good question. I mean, it's – uh, differently, I mean, it's not obviously like all the got, coverages. Like, yeah, the coverages very I mean, way, way, way back in the day. We played cover three, but yeah. there are just different nuances seemingly now to yeah. cover three. Just using that as an example, but no, I know, get it. Halves, quarters, like all this. Have you seen things differently and how they do things differently, especially in coverage in your world? That's yeah. different from when you got in the league. Yeah, I mean, everybody is trying to emulate that Seattle. That, that yeah. cover three, right, uh, right, right. where basically out outside you you right. lock in the corner, so it it looks like man, but it's really cover three, right. And I would say those it's probably the hardest defense to play because um as a receiver that that likes to go deep and get chunk plays, yeah. those defenses they don't allow it. Right. So 
I would say that's that's what a lot you're seeing around the league right yeah. now. A lot about a lot of people trying to emulate that. Philip Dorsett joining us. All right, take me back to South Florida for a moment, mm-hmm. and I'm going to start right here. University of Miami. Obviously, you played football, (laughs) but you're also running track, all right? Mm -hmm. And I think this is interesting for people because you did really well in track, right? And I hearken back, you know, we had Andre Johnson here for years, and he used to tell stories about showing up at the then Big East championships, Mm -hmm. and they really weren't running all year long, Mm -hmm. but they would compete at the end and then show up and just dominate you know, the, the relay team and all those events. Straight How good was the team when you were there? Yeah, um, I mean, the, the, actually, the track program is a lot better now than it was when I was there. I as mean, a whole? As a whole, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, men-wise, men, men wise, they didn't have a lot of scholarships for men okay. on track, but now they do. So I was it was me and Duke. We were probably the only two football players that really ran. Mm-hmm. And... And I was I was probably the fastest the fastest guy on the the men's track team and that I mean I'm fast but I'm not like track fast so that okay. said a lot at the time now I wouldn't be because they got guys that run ten flat ten one now wow so but it it was fun we I used it just to train for football right that's that's I loved it but I knew football was my calling but I used it because I love running track but I knew it it helped me on on the field how did you how did you see that because at your position. It didn't just, oh, he's fast. He can just run fast all the time. Mm-hmm. But how much is the changing of your tempo to run fast, mm-hmm. knowing when exactly to, man, I got to hit my 10 flat boosters yeah. here versus, man, I got to throw all this down. I got to let the timing pay off. So where's the where's the art versus the science in that, Philip? And mm-hmm. this is when I really got to be fast, and this is when I got to really be patient and run this route the way it needs to be. Yes, I would say in the beginning of my career when I got to the NFL, it was – it was it was hard to manage that because you try to run fast all the time because um everybody coaches always tell you use your gift, use your gift, run fast all the time. But football is so much about just starting and stopping. Right. Right. So through the years I I've worked so much on my breaks. Yeah. And worked so much on when to use when to use my acceleration and when to when to not use it in, in some route so I can come out of this route more cleaner yeah. than just taking a thousand steps and not being able to come out of the route. So I think um once I started working on that in the offseason, it's gotten a lot better for me. Yeah. Tell me about some of these other guys that we don't see, practice squad, whatever, like mm-hmm. Drew Estrada, yes. Jalen Camp. We saw him in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other receivers that don't get the ink, the notoriety that you yeah. guys do. I mean, I love talking about those guys. Those guys, are, they're amazing, man. They do all the dirty work. They do a lot of, a lot of the things on the scout team, mm-hmm. um, everything that they're asked. But um, like you said, Drew – uh, Drew's Drew's a great great guy, great player. Um, I feel like he can play inside and outside. Um, and Jalen, obviously, Jalen is he's a physical specimen. <sighs> like if you see him, you look at him, and it's just like, okay, you are you a bodybuilder? Yeah, you take that body <laughs> no. to the beach. That's where yeah, you go. With we that. we joke with him all the time about his physique, but I mean, he's a great player too. I mean, he has great hands. He can run great routes, and he can he's fast. He can run, and um, obviously, he's physical because he's really strong. And then. You got JJ, you got Johnny. Johnny is, Johnny is kind of like the in between both. He's like the all around mm-hmm. guy. I mean, he's uh, he has size, he has speed, and he got some wiggle to him. And um, he's the guy that you can you can throw him a bubble and he can get loose, or you can throw him a deep deep uh, ball and he can he can run by somebody. So I mean, I feel like we have a really good group on the practice squad, and uh, I mean, I just love going to work with them every day. Now I want to make sure you take this the right way because you don't look like you're a day past 18, but you have yeah. been around. You have seen some things yeah. as you've been in this league. From a mentorship standpoint, you talk about those young guys. Do you look at it as, a, in some sense, as a point of pride that 
maybe you have to share what you know mm -hmm. about it or how willing are you to share with young guys your experiences mm -hmm. when they come up i don't know if you, you walk up to them hey let me tell you about me but when they come mm -hmm. to you and ask you about hey how do you handle this you've been around you've seen this how is that role for you in the locker room philip with some of those younger dudes you have yeah, I mean, they come up to me and ask me things all the time because, I mean, my, my experience in the NFL has been different. Obviously, I bounced around. I was a first-round pick, um, and I haven't had it easy. I mean, I, I like a lot of people think, like, oh, he's a first-round pick. Everything was given to him. He was a starter. I, I wasn't a starter day right. one. I played behind T.Y. Hilton, Dante Moncrief, and Andre Johnson my rookie year. Right. So yeah. it's, it's been not saying tough, but, like, I still had to work my way right. in. And obviously bouncing around, going to New England, being a part of that experience and then going to Seattle, getting hurt, going to Jacksonville, getting hurt again. So I, mm. I kind of feel like I've seen I've seen a lot. I've yeah, seen everything, right. you know what I'm saying? Not everything that somebody can go through, but I feel like my advice can definitely help when they come to when they come to me and ask me cuz I mean, they ask me all the time, so I feel like I'm doing something right yeah. because I mean, they wouldn't be asking me if they didn't want to know. Yeah. I've got one more for you, Philip. Andrew Luck, you played with him. Yeah. How surprised were you, if at all, when he retired, mm -hmm. when he just said, that's enough, I'm done, done rehabbing, done doing all you know, that? You know, I, honestly, I really wasn't surprised because I've seen everything that he's that he's been through when it came to the injuries and the rehabbing, and that stuff takes a toll. Yep. And, and I'm not saying he had one foot in and one foot out, but Andrew – he he was he was so wired to get back on the field and be who he wanted to be and he couldn't because of the injuries and I think that just took a toll on him. But to this day I say I say this. I mean Andrew Luck would probably be the best quarterback in the NFL right now if he was still playing. I mean, one of the most talented people and the best people I've been around. So I mean, I don't put it past him. I mean, he's still young, so you never know what can happen. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, I, I'm I would love to see back, him. Yeah, but not with the Colts, yeah. please. Not with the Colts. <laughs> okay, just not with the yes. Colts, man. Philip, thanks a lot for joining us. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. Philip Dorsett out of the University of Miami. Great to visit with him. Now, Traymond Smith is next, and you don't want to miss what he has to say about some of the nuances of playing special teams, things you did not know about. We already got Dorsett's video board story. What about some of the aspects of being a kick returner in this league from a man who took one to the house against the Jags last year? That and more coming up on Texans Radio. Back to it on the Texans Players Show here in the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio. D.P. Sidhu and I had a chance to catch up with Traymond Smith, and it's a fun visit indeed. How's it going? Great it's, to see you. It's going real good, you mm -hmm. know. We'll start cleaning some things up and get this thing rolling. Well, you went right to it, right, right to, to the it. game stuff. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's a lot to cover here. Hey, you had a chance at some returns, and I know you're you're dying to take one all the way here like you did against Jacksonville last year when right. you were AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. How hard is that to pick a hole, pick your spot, decide whether to take it or not? Because sometimes it's a yard deeper at the goal line. Could be a touchback, but you never know. How hard it's, is that? It's very hard, you know, because they're, they're just as talented as we we are on the other side. So you got to kudos to those guys. And they forced a lot of kicks, and they did a good job of covering. But we just got, like, we were probably, like, one block away each return. So we just got some things to clean up, and it will be rolling. It's been a tough season, but it seems like special teams have just really been a shining spot. You know, how have you thought special teams – has improved from last year to this year with Frank Ross. We're definitely we're definitely just playing hard, you know, doing our rules, playing within our assignments, and just, you know, just anything to jumpstart the offense and defense because, you know, special team, it, it goes both ways. It's kind of offense and defense. So just being able to jumpstart us on offense or defense and try to get something started is, is very fun and just it's exciting to be a part of. 
Traymond Smith joining us. All right, in the game against the Raiders, there was one kickoff where it was away from you. They were keeping it away, and it went like a yard deep. I mean, it almost planted at the one or outside the goal line. Right. Where you, I thought you had the best view of anybody, so you knew. But what about that particular situation? Take me through that. Um, just, just going back, we was reading the tendencies of the kicks. So the kicker, if he took like five steps, it was going a certain way. Or if he took seven steps, it was going a certain way. So he gave us a tendency, and he they broke the rules. So it was like a good job on their part. So we thought it was going to be a left kick. We planned for a left kick the whole time, that first kickoff. And they showed left, and then ended up kicking it right. So I just got to do a better job of getting over there faster. You know, I was determined on the left kick. And... When I seen it go right, I was just like, I'm going to let it go in the end zone. Hopefully it would have bounced out as it did. But like you said, it was just too close to call. I got to be smarter and just move faster about that situation. Okay. How hard is it to sort of gauge where the ball's going to go? I remember against Indianapolis, there were a couple kicks that went out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking about you. I thought, at what point do you know it's going to go out of bounds? Or is it one of those things that you just sort of have to gauge it at way earlier in the kick? Like, when do you sort of know that that's You definitely have to gauge it once the ball flight is in the air and all that. But normally, once you do a kickoff, it'll bounce. Like, it'll usually do the four bounce and, like, you know, bounce like 10 or 15 yards. But that one was weird, and it kind of did a backspin on me. So it was nervous. And, you know, my Frankie came over and was like, hey, that was, you had me sweating over here. So <laughs> I just had to be smarter about that and just, you know, just read the kick better. It happened again in the game it in did. that week one game. It went, was it easier the second time it went out of bounds? Yeah, it was easier because once it's going out of bounds, it's a different story, you know, because you, you can tell the angle of the kick. You but okay. that once it's going in the back of the end zone, you know, whether it checks in or checks come back into the field of play is different. So I, it's easier going out of bounds, though. Traymond Smith joining us on the Texans Player Show. All right, why did you switch to number one? And it looks really good, by the way. Thank Is you. that it? Yeah, that's my number right there. Uh, okay. My nickname, I go by One Way a lot. So All a lot right. of the team and right. some of the coaches call me One Way. Too. Instagram mm -hmm. is One Way. So I was number one in college, and it just kind of stuck with me. You know, I always – and then, you know, we just be, was able to uh, wear the single-digit numbers, what, like last year, two years ago. Mm -hmm. So – I just went once that rule got into effect. I was always thinking in the back of my head, I want number one. Did you have to fight anybody for it? I didn't actually. It was you know, pretty easy to get. I feel wow. like every, that's a, I th would feel like that's a very popular number. Yeah, it, it is. It wasn't easy to get. It was just the fact that our number one had left, and that's right. I was here the longer previous year. So it's just like you know what? I got first dibs on one. <laughs> yeah, and I called it because <laughs> he went to it, and then you went to it, and then I so, went to it. Yes, so sir. there we are. All right, so, yeah, you were number one in college. I want to talk to you about your college career a little bit, but uh, the white uniforms, you went all Liberty White mm -hmm. on the road. We, mm -hmm. we know we have Liberty White kickoff here at NRG Stadium, right. but you were Liberty White on the road. What did you guys think of the fit? It was sweet. I love it. You yeah. know, I try to pick out the um, what we wearing every week, but, you know, Darwin and Lovey <laughs> has a lot of control of that. Yeah. But I always put my input, though, like whether it's to change the color of the socks or, you know, let's mm. wear these pants. So I'm big on what we wear on game day and just in general, you know, I like Wait, to you could change socks. You could change to the a certain extent. I mean, okay. it's either white or blue. OK, but like sometimes we wear blue pants, blue socks. And I'm like, let's wear the white socks this week. Uh, a lot of the up. time. Yeah. Did so you ever I, see? Wait one second. Old school. <laughs> I have a lot of questions <laughs> about uniform. I, I know, okay. but old school Texans uniforms, red socks, blue pants, white shirts on the road. I love it. Okay. I'm I'm a big fan of Red Sox. All right. I love Red Sox. Uh, okay, I've got a couple of questions okay. now because the white the all white uniform is that like do the does Lovey take players input on what y'all want to wear on the road cuz that's unusual to wear all white on the road. Yes, I think I think he does. So, we um we, like you know, we usually wear the white on blue, blue socks. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I think a couple of players came up to him like Thursday and was like, "You know what? 
we might as well go all white. Let's go all white. And Lovey being a great guy he is, he listened to us, listened to a couple of teammates, and and he actually changes for us. But a lot of the times I think Brandon Cooks picked his jersey. Uh-huh. I mean, as he should. Because he's know, like a veteran. Yeah he's, yeah. yeah, he's Brandon Cooks. So. so so does Lovey have a lot of opinions on uniforms? I think so, yeah. He does? Lovey, yeah, he likes his things a certain way, like us to look a certain mm-hmm. way. So Oh, okay. He's big on that. So Okay, so Battle Red Day is coming up next week. Cannot I know you got wait. A, I know you got a game before then. You got the red helmets. Th- back in the day, and I feel like I'm in the minority here. Back in the day it used to be red jersey, red pants, but they wore a different color sock. Mm. I felt like I felt like it wasn't accessorized properly. There was okay. no red helmet. No red People helmet. didn't like it. I think it was just ahead of its time before okay. color rush. Like right, basically right, right. color rush is like all one color. Right. Now battle red, you've got the red jersey, and I think it's is I it blue, we, white pants. I think we're wearing white pants. White, white pants. Would you do a red, red on red combo? Yes, yeah, so I would do. You know what I would love to do? I would love to do. What the would you all, love to do, Trayvon? All blue, have... the all blue with the red helmet. Ooh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, we can't me. do that for Battle wishful, Red Day. Wishful thinking. Wishful <laughs> <Yeah>. thinking. <laughs> what <laughs> would you do for Battle Red if you could do it however you want? Um, I like what we're doing: the red helmet, red jersey, and white pants. Okay, mm-hmm. I like it. You yeah. don't want to go red pants too? No, I think because our red don't match. Like that red helmet, it's like a matte red. Exactly, it's, it's like a chrome. But it's this like is, a chrome. But that was before. W- yeah. Before we had the red helmet, when they did the, coach. I go blue pants, but it's not. Would that be battle red considered still? Yeah, right, so as long as it's red jersey, they did that here in 2016. It was blue helmet, red shirt, and blue, blue pants. pants. Yeah, that and good. I thought yeah. when they were warming up, I didn't like that at all. But then we won the game, and I said I like that you a know lot. What? As long as we win, <laughs> that's all that matters. Does that matter to players when you wear a uniform combo and you lose? Like now that you've lost in the all white, are mm-hmm. you? Are you superstitious? Oh no! At all stick with the all white on the road. I like the um, all white on the road. Trayvon, come on! I'm gonna remember this game then. You're right. I try not to think about it, but you know, you, it's hard not to think about it. So there's only so many combinations. It's only so you many can... combinations, right? So yeah, I you just gotta keep mixing it up. Man, I think I like the all white on the road. I've thought we should do that for years. I like the all white. It does a look lot. clean. It does. It looks very clean. We yeah. can do so much with it. Can wear so many different cleats and. Gloves and accessories. I love it. Looks good. Tremont Smith joining us. So, yeah, Battle Red Day is coming up, and you have Kids Day coming up on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans back in the division. And, look, you guys are undefeated in the division. Two games. You have a tie and a win. So that's pretty nice so far. Right. Do you look at it that way sometimes? Like, hey, we're back in the AFC South. I know it's not a separate category record-wise. They all count in the same column. But there has to be some sort of vibe that way, especially since you played well against them here, roared back in the second half, had a chance to win it, and the Texans won up there last year. Right. So you know it's all about the division wins on getting in the playoffs and whatnot. So just to this would be a good 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 um game to for us to get back on schedule, you know, mm-hmm. just keep get that winning schedule going on. And mm-hmm. it's why not start with Tennessee? Yeah. Tremont had the muffed punt. Against the Titans last year. In the rain. Oh. In the rain. Well, you know, it was raining and the Texans won you the game. You don't have to worry about and that here. No, Keeping everybody on their toes. <laughs> Jeez, you had to bring that up. Huh? Oh, yeah. All right, so I don't I don't have a lot of information on your background here. I know you went to school where you grew up and everything. So help me out. Let's fill in the blanks here. Traymond mm-hmm. Smith joining us. You grew up in, is it Saks, Alabama? Yes, sir. Aniston, Alabama. All right, Aniston, Alabama, not named after Jennifer. Aniston, <laughs> Alabama. So what was it like growing up there? Because it's not far from Atlanta. It's kind of in between right. Atlanta and Auburn, right? Right, right. It's not far at all. It's a um, very small city. My school, my high school was a 3A when I okay. graduated. So I probably graduated with like 80, 85 people. 
Did you dominate? I mean, you played football. Dominated, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Quarterback, receiver, set, you oh. name it. Kicker, punter, you name it. Yeah, I know you want to play some offense, don't I you? I want to so bad. Yes, sir. <laughs> I want to so Wishful thinking. Wishful you thinking. did last year. Last year. What do we call it? The wild? The wild uh, uh, what should we call it? If you get in there in a wildcat, the wild T? No, the wild, wild one way. The wild well, one, one way. way. Wild one way. I love it. <laughs> it's a lot to spell. Mark is <laughs> never going to remember that. The wild tray. The wild tray. Wild <laughs> one way. Well, well yeah, I got a uh, tall sweep versus the Chargers last year. Yes. Mm-hmm. After I scored, yes. That was a big deal. Me and um, old offensive coordinator Tim Kelly had. He was like, you get in the end zone, I got you to play the next week. And I still happened to start it on defense that game. And then so once I went, into rec- when I was, went in at re- running back, we was playing the Chargers, Kenny, and I was like, wait, didn't they just give you a toss? I was like, yeah, I'm doing both. Now I'm guarding you, so that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool. I'm back in the game. Yeah, I felt like I was in high school again. I loved it. I like that. I like that. It's, uh, you know, when Driscoll would check in I earlier know. this season, yeah. we called that Driscoll Cat. Driscoll Cat. In- like instead that. of the Wild Jeff. Okay. <laughs> wild Jeff just doesn't have the same ring to it. But, yeah. you, but you played quarterback, receiver, DB, whatever you had. You had to you play everything. It, I played it, yeah. Yeah. So you end up at Central Arkansas. Correct. Redfield? Purple and Purple. Oh, that's what am I saying? The red field is Eastern Washington. Yeah. Yes. We play Eastern Washington though in the playoffs. So you, you did. Too far off. Yeah. Was it uh? Where did you play? What in Eastern Washington? It was freezing. Okay. Playoff so, game. So you guys play on a gray field, and now you're on a red we'll field. Go to a red field. Your eyes <laughs> all messed up. Oh my, oh my gosh. That's to me, hard to watch. The red <laughs> field. Yeah, I know. The red field. It really messes with my eyes on television because it kind of makes my TV, my outdoor Bright. TV, pops yeah, a little it bit. Brightens, yeah. <laughs> it like blurs your too. eyes. Was it was it weird playing on that field? It wasn't weird playing on it, but like once I go watch film or something, yeah. or like my people at home would tell me like, "Bro, it's really hard to watch your game because that field just it messes with our eyes." What if we did a battle red field for Battle Red Day? That would be amazing. That, <laughs> I, I would like it if it was our home field. Legal. Goodell would I don't say, know, I don't yeah. Yeah. Allow it. It. "No battle red field." Rules rules be changing, Mark, over it the years. So maybe one day. All right, so you're in the Southland Conference at Central Arkansas. Mm-hmm. They're out of the. Southland now. They are. I forgot what they are now. I'll find out for you. Oh, yeah. But uh, what was it like going to school there and being part of that program? It was fun. You know, we uh, we won a lot of games. We had good, uh, great head coaching, Steve Campbell, and, mm-hmm. and offensive coordinator Nathan Brown, who is now the head coach there. He actually from okay. Conway, Arkansas. So it was very fun. You know, the guys was very close together. You know, I still talk to some of my teammates that I had back then and roommates. So it was real fun. We made the most out of it and won as many games as possible. Were there other options for college besides Central Arkansas? Yeah, so I had to prefer a walk-on at uh, Auburn because I was a late qualifier with okay. my grades. So, But I uh, had a couple full rides to a lot of the OVC conference, like Jacksonville State, Murray State, and all that. But I chose I wanted to get away a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's probably like six, seven hours drive from the house. And mm. I just wanted to get away from Anderson. You know, I've been there all my life and just wanted to see something different, change the scenery. Do you feel like you were meant for the big city like you were looking for a yes, big city you know i was i've been waiting on houston my whole life you right? have yeah. I, I i relate to this because i grew I up in houston. indianapolis which is a bigger town than aniston yeah way bigger but, but it was too small yeah. i felt too small indianapolis kind of dull too i was there for a year it so. was, yeah. <laughs> you were yeah it's it great, pretty, very they, they great. call it nap town <laughs> nap for a reason town, yeah. <laughs> it's always great out there what was it like being in kansas city that was your first nfl team it was i like kansas city a lot you know great food great barbecue uh-huh. say the list and mm-hmm. you know we just of course, every time you, all the time you win games, it's always fun. It makes the season go by better. So, you know, made it to the AFC Championship in my rookie year. So that was a, that was big time for me, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, we remember your oh, yeah. rookie year. Oh, yes. yeah. Yep. We remember uh, Kansas City. 
Traymond Smith joining us. And so you're with the Chiefs. You're drafted in the sixth round. Correct. What was it like waiting to get drafted? Because, you know, you're not you probably knew you weren't going in the first round, right. maybe the first couple of days. I don't know how you felt, but right. then you have Saturday land mm -hmm. and you're thinking, okay, when's this going to happen? What was that process so like for you? I uh, was with my family the, all those three days. We literally watched from pick one to <laughs> the time I got picked. So it was just, really? we was very anxious. You know, like yeah. you say, you know, I knew I wasn't going in the first round, but I knew it was a chance. It was a great chance of my name being called. And, you know, we just, it was just waited and waited. And I finally got that one phone call that Saturday and mm -hmm. we partied hard. It yeah. was a great time. One of the best times of my life. Well, what? you end up with a good team too, Great because team, yeah. sometimes you know you don't. So that's that's a tough deal right there. Right. But that's. Sixth round, you're waiting around for right, a lot right. of the day, but that's great. What a great reward when you no, first hear yeah, that. It was very fun. It was worth every bit of it. Worth every wait. Were you thinking that's where you were gonna go? I was thinking Kansas City or actually Indianapolis. I was talking to Indianapolis a lot. So for me to go there in 2020 wasn't like random i feel like sure. it was meant to be yeah. it probably went well your interview were oh, you yeah. at the combine i didn't go to the combine i went on like 10 11 those official visits sure and so kansas city was one i thought i was gonna go to philly did you do a pro day somewhere uh no we did it at central arkansas actually so, so you had a central arkansas pro day yes sir you must have dominated that dominated too. ran a <laughs> four three <laughs> four three yeah <laughs> So I got some eyes on me, and just it went well for after that. Like those uh, top official thirty visits w went well. You know, talked to a lot of the personnel, coaches, and it went real well. All right. So who's the fastest Texan? Is it you? Yes, it's me. I say I give you a top three. Okay. You got to throw Brandon Cooks, of course. Mm -hmm. Me, and I go Tavier. Ooh. Yeah. Well, Tavier number three though. What about Dorset? Dorset is up there, you know. He's up there maybe too. his younger days. <laughs> <laughs> no shots at Dorset. But yeah, so so none days. of these new guys like Stingley. Stingley, okay, yeah, I forgot He's about like, Stingley. He's like, all right, fine. We got to do a race <laughs> at the end of the season just to see who the fastest DB you is. You really but, should. Uh, you know, I've asked a, a few of you guys about this because you know people would, I think, pay to see that. Oh, you we know, got I, some speed out here now. I'd we love, to, I'd love to video that, like get you oh, guys yeah. on a track, oh, yeah. and put it out there. It would get a lot of clicks. See, I only can run 40 yards, though. I'm, that's the farthest I'm running. I'm not well, running no 100 really yards. Bring it on. I'm not a track star. I'm a 40 yard dash guy. When the combine's on, do you sometimes watch the 40s? Yeah, I do. I will. Definitely like DBs and the guys that's going to run real fast. I think that's entertaining stuff. I, I, think, I think a lot of people want to get locked in on that. And they're finally starting to put it in prime time, like I've always wanted them oh, to, yeah. to make it a it show. It should be. I think that's one of the most ex I think watching O linemen, D linemen do bench press. And yeah. then I think watching DBs the and wide receivers do O line 40. and D line running the 40 is pretty that's funny. That's also too. funny. <laughs> Actually, that's, yeah, I that's, that's great. And he beat a five. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to take, I'm going to take Tavier out the top three. I'm going to put Stingley. I replaced him. Oh, okay. Tavier went yeah. that uh, Tavier, he got a little quiet. Yeah, he's out yeah. of it right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's still working his he's way, still back, working his way back. So Ideally, it's at full strength, right? Full strength. We, well, all I know is what he's, what has he done recently, so. <laughs> <laughs> Much more on the way from our visit with Traymond Smith, including some of the things you did not know about playing corner, and you know we're always going to go back to the off-field stuff. Here on the Texans Players Show, it's Texans Radio. Keeping it going on the Texans Players Show here from the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio, talking with Traymond Smith. Cornerback, it's so hard to master. Man zone, what is he like? I like man-to-man. -man. That's what I pretty much did my whole four years in college. And then my first two years in the league was man-to-man. -man. So that's pretty much all I know. But 
you know, running that zone, having eyes on the quarterback, it's a great switch up. You know, everybody can break to the ball, and that's when you get a lot of the turnover, turnovers, interceptions, mm-hmm. fumble recoveries. So I, it's, it has its uh, ways in both of them, but I, I prefer man-to-man personally. Well, all right, I want to get back to the uh, present-day situation with your DB room, but back to high school for a moment mm-hmm. here. Other sports you played there. Small town, you must have played everything. Baseball and basketball. All right, so which were you better at, baseball or basketball? Aside, baseball. Okay. I was I was short for basketball. I wasn't short in high school, but, like, looking at it now and, like, NBA players are 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, yeah. I would have been way too tiny, so I have to lean on baseball. What was your position? Pitcher, shortstop, oh. second base, little Basically everything. everything. All <laughs> at once, probably. Yeah, I played a lot of the uh, travel baseball, too, so... I was probably playing like 12, 15 games a weekend. If you had a chance to be a pro baseball player, I'll give you a 10-year career, and you're well on your way here, (laughs) 10-year career in either one, which are you taking? Well, Mm, Baseball make the most money, right? Probably, yeah. Like well, sign, nice fat long term contract. Ten year for four hundred million. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I always think, I always think. Well, with football, you got to go to college, right? Right. And three years out of your high school graduating class, then you can enter the NFL. Right. You know, if they decide you can enter the NFL. Well, correct. With baseball, you can get in there younger. Coming right? out of high school, really. Coming out of high school. But there's no guarantee you're going to make it. I think that's got to be tough, too. I mean, college football, yeah, that's that's kind of the minor league of pro football. But right. baseball, toiling in the minors for a long time could that be is, pretty challenging. That does be scary. So there's a guy I played baseball with growing up, and he ended up making it the minor league. He swifted his way on up eventually, but he said it was tough, you know, just going through all that 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 process and just getting in the major league. But once you get in the major league, you get your foot in the door, You, I feel like you're pretty solid, though. So. Yeah, you can hang around for yeah, a while. Yeah, he's still got a long career right now. He's probably on year, like, five or six as well. So, so you probably grew up rooting for the Braves, right? Yeah, I went to a couple of the Braves games. I can't okay. say I rooted for them. All right, so who was your team? Did you have a baseball team? Not really. I've never been a team guy. I used to be – I'm more like a player. Like, I like players more than I like a team. So All right. See, that's no, a that's – I follow a, the players. That's a recurring theme yeah. with, with people of your generation. Oh, they yeah. root for the players more than the team itself. But oh, yeah. I guess that's to be expected. I've never heard that with ba- baseball, though. I hear it with basketball know, yeah. and football Bas- even. LeBron James, yeah. Right, even yeah. football. There would be yeah. guys like, oh, I don't have a team, but I follow players. But I haven't right. heard that with baseball. Yeah, I heard that with baseball either. But Draymond – yeah, me. Tremont Smith with us. Team. All right, uh, Astros in the World Series. I'm going to a game. Okay. 100%. Have you been yet to one? Yes. Okay. I went when they played the Texas Texas Rangers. No, in the World Series. Not in the World uh, Series. No, no, no. Oh, so you've been to an I've Astros been a game. I've been regular season game. Oh, yeah, I see, season, I see. Yes, so you're you're aching to go to a World I Series game. Wait, That'll be cool. Yeah. You'd be great at catching, like, a home run or a foul ball. Oh, yeah. Tracking the ball. Foul ball, yeah. Foul ball. ball, Like Uh, O.J. Howard. We had O.J. Howard in here. He caught a foul ball in an ALDS game in Tampa against the Astros. Against the Astros. Oh, nice, nice. So we're expecting you to have a story like (laughs) that, Tremont. I'll come back with one. You need to come back with one. He was not – the funny part of that was they were not supposed to be out because they were traveling to London the next day. Mm. So we tried to sneak out and go to a game. (laughs) And then he caught a foul ball. Caught a foul ball, was on a sports center, (laughs) and, like, all these clips were out there, so we couldn't even keep it a secret. Yeah. We just went to a Houston Rockets game too. Their season, I think it was a season open. Season okay. just opened, versus, right? Versus the Grizzlies. Do you know any fun. of those guys yet? No, I don't. All right, I'm not, sure they're gonna love to meet you close. though. Oh, yeah. You get a chance to do that. Oh yeah, that'll be fun. I know the athletes get to know each other a oh, little yeah. bit over be, time. I'll be at courtside at every game. They're kind of in a similar situation. A lot of good young talent trying to build, develop, yeah, get, get better. Over the hump. Yep. Yeah, that's that's tough. All right, so you said LeBron James when we were talking about rooting for athletes. Is that your guy in yes. basketball? Oh yeah. Guy in general. Guy. Right. 
singular. The guy in general. That's guy. Really? That's yeah. that's the athlete you kind of... Die hard LeBron James, yeah. All right. we're, we're having a tough season right now, too. They got to get over the hump, too. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm kind of like you. I do like LeBron, but I hate the Lakers, so it's I know, a weird thing. Too, yes. <laughs> that makes it's, it hard to root it's for hard, him. It's hard to watch. It's hard to watch right now, but... All right, so the the DB room, Traymond, mm-hmm. and DB and I have done interviews for years, and we always find that, uh, and the listeners have heard this too probably, but O-line and the DBs are the closest groups on the team, on any team, yeah. I feel like. Uh, you agree, I agree with that? I agree. Definitely O-line. O-line is number one for sure. All right. Because you guys, yeah, it's a, obviously a very different deal, but I feel like you guys stick together, correct me if I'm wrong, because – so many times you're kind of out on an island and oh, you yeah. have to be there for each other and you have to forget things very quickly because you got to get right back out there if a big right. play is given up or whatever the case may be. Exactly. So, yeah, us like the corners and the safeties are very close knit. You know, we always go eat together, go to functions together, whatever the case is. But we're definitely close, you know. I think this year also, who was on Jonathan Owens that we were mm-hmm. talking about fashion? Mm-hmm. And we both agreed that the O-line and the DBs bring in the fashion, bring in the looks this oh, year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He O-line. actually mentioned your name as being great you guy. and someone else actually, I want to say Cecil Short said that you're probably one of the most fashionable guys on great the team. Great guys. Great guys. I love them. Yeah. So you've got this Miami vibe. I was showing Mark one of your pregame pictures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you got this Miami vibe. I try to switch it up on. every week, so. Yeah. You're not Never ever super what... formal, though, I would say. You're pretty casual. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to work. I'm working on that. You're part, trying you know? to be more formal. Yeah, Lovey, you know, Lovey got us wearing a suit jacket, so I'm trying to switch <laughs> it up a little bit. It's hard though. He <laughs> wants you guys to wear jackets. Yeah, we wear jackets wear... on the way games. Okay. But there's a lot of leeway within that, oh, right? Yeah, so we can wear any kind of pants we want. Mm-hmm. Don't necessarily have a. Have Doesn't have to, have have to a, be a tie. No, have to. Can be a the tie. jacket be wild and crazy as, as long as, as it's a want. jacket? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so I'm gonna Lovey's try to push got rules. I'm gonna try to push the limits, but you know. Yeah, try to. You it, know. It's like that Will Smith Fresh Prince. You ever watched yeah, Fresh Prince oh, of yeah. where he took his private school jacket and turned it inside yeah. out? Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. this floral lining. Yeah. Like I were gonna see Trayvon with yeah, the floral jacket. I'm gonna bring jacket. it out. I'm gonna bring it out one game. Where did that come from for for you being into that? Um, you know, I just I got a bad habit of just shopping a lot online. <laughs> I online don't know shopping. what that's like. Yeah, <laughs> just online. You two shopping. could have a focus Wait. group. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, Self help group. Yes. I know. So I just shop a lot, you know, and I just be at home. If I'm not playing the game, I just throw something together. And I'm like, I, I buy something, I'm like, I have something at home to match it. So. But, yes, it's it's like a, a snowball effect. Once you it start is. buying stuff, you're like, well, I need this to complement that, and then now I can match these right. four and things. And it was a point in time I was like, I'm not going to wear, I'm not going to buy any more stuff until I wear everything with a tag on it. And I Did got that probably, happen? No, I probably no. got like 60 tags in my closet oh, right wow. now. Yeah, it's bad. You know what I love is that he buys stuff for his dogs, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. The dogs Wait, are well stuff? outfitted. Fashion, yes. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. They wear little outfits. Oh, yeah. I was in uh, Prada. <laughs> you've got two dogs now, right? I got two right? of them. Okay. Louis and Bottega. Louis. <laughs> fashion, fashion, okay. high fashion, fashion brand. Yeah. Gotcha. What kind of dogs? Two Frenchies, two boys. Okay. Okay, They're so back. what did you you bought you went to the Prada store? I for went them? to the Prada store. They had like a little harness and it had like a mini <laughs> backpack on it. I love it. So I gotta just let my uh youngest one get bigger, like get full grown and they're getting it. <laughs> Matching sets. It's, I can't wait. He had a puffer said. puffer jacket a puffer for Louis J. Too he had last a bubble coat in Indianapolis. <laughs> a bubble coat. Do you have a dog walker? Does somebody walk the dog yes, during I the do. day? Oh, He's the dog I'm, walker. When I'm away, on the way games, I have somebody uh-huh. to come walk with me and check up on them and What's the Spoiler. deal? What's the deal with French bulldogs? I was at, I was in the Galleria this weekend, and in Saks, this girl was carrying a French bulldog right. around, like as a baby. Is the reason it? I got mine because they're so ugly, they're cute. But it's so like it's a like, high fashion thing to it have is, a French bulldog. And it, they're just so easy to manage. Like you know, they are. they're spoiled though, but they're needy. 
But like as far as if you, if you want to travel with them, it's easy. It's okay. not like having a pit bull or a cane course. They're so small. Right. They're small. People you aren't scared of them. People aren't scared of them. Right. So you got your second dog when? This off season? This off season. And how old? So how old are the dogs? Now? Um, Louis is two and a half, <laughs> and Bottega is ten months. Louis. Okay. Are they, like Louis? Louis T. Louis, yeah, Louis T. Not Louis. Not v. Louis V. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then are they well behaved? They yet? well behaved. They don't. Okay. They don't like. They won't potty in the house. They won't chew up no shoes or cords. Important, and, yeah. But they fight with each 24 other twenty four seven over nonstop toys. <laughs> if I I can't pet one or the other, if I pet <laughs> one, the other one's biting me or biting the other one. It's it's bad. It's cute though. I'm glad they got each other. In other words, you got two mm -hmm. kids very yeah, close. So in I can't age. ignore them. Yeah, I can't ignore them no, too. It's like, gotta all be even. Yeah, ignore them. That's what I do most of the time. <laughs> Traymond Smith joining us. Okay, I'm gonna put you on the spot. A little bit here. Just a little bit. Okay. You've played professionally. Kansas City. You've been with Kansas City, the Packers, Eagles, and they're going to be here Battle Red mm. Night, obviously here, and Indy. All right? Yeah. So if somebody asked you, describe Houston to me. And give me a couple of sentences on this city versus other places you've been. H-Town, what do you think? So I bought my house out here, so I can call this home. Mm -hmm. it, felt, it, felt, it felt very homey. Mm -hmm. Um, great food, of course, and it's just it's. I mean, the besides the football, it's always like something to do. Like great restaurants to go to. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of concerts be here. The rodeo. I went to the rodeo last year. It's just a lot of events. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go to the Muster Jam, right. but we had left the day <laughs> of, so I was sick. With about all that, that dirt, that yeah, it's crazy to see them transform the stadium like that each and every yeah. week. I'm like, how do we? Play and all on the this? dirt's gone now. It's, it's crazy. Amazing. It blows my mind. But yeah, just as far as events and stuff like that, it's fun. So I like I like Houston. It's more of a home to me. Uh, did you? Was it true that you bought your house before you signed with Houston, or was it before you signed your contract extension? Before I signed my contract extension. So I signed with Houston that offseason, and I immediately looked for a house. You got signed before the end of the season. I did. That's yeah. a rarity. I mean, that's really cool. It was pretty, yeah. I, I loved every bit of that, yeah. too. It was, but, but you knew you wanted to be here I knew I wanted term. to be here no matter what. What sold you on it, you think, initially when you got here to make that decision? Because so like quickly? you said, like I said earlier, I'm from Anderson, Alabama, a smaller city. So being in this bigger city, you know, just... Meeting a lot of new people and just, I just, it's more opportunity out here. So I just feel like even if I didn't play for the Texans, I want to come here in the offseason, you know, and just mm. enjoy Houston in general. So, I mean, it's probably the warmest place. It's there definitely the warmest there you place. Go. That you That's the most in, important, so. yes. How about <laughs> that? You're going to play the Eagles on an off day of the World Series with the Astros playing the Phillies. Mm -hmm. So this Houston Philly thing is going on. And yes. you used to be in Philly. Right. So it's, I'm all Houston now. It's, Yes. No ties with Philly. Yeah. Very nice. On the field and on the baseball field. So I'm ready. All right. That's it with our visit with Traymond Smith here on the Texans Player Show. As you can access all of these on HoustonTexans.com or the Texans app. All the podcasts are there. In fact, we're on all the major platforms like Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your fine podcasts, and Sirius XM's app as well. Man, it's everywhere. It's good. Texans All Access on the way. Hey, Texans Matchup is a show you need to check out with John Harris going deep within the X's and O's in a very entertaining way. Check it out. Thanks for listening. Go Texans.